This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. SendPro Online software makes it easy to save time and money no matter what you ship or mail. Print shipping labels and stamps right from your desk and access discounted rates. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, the cat came back the very next day. There will be snoring. Hi there, kitty. Money can't buy everything. Drive yourself to school. Hipster on hipster hate. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You know how you can take Novocaine to, uh-huh. to, to, to deaden the nerves, nerve endings or something? Well, I, I almost think like atheism is like a drug, a mental drug. Instead of Novocaine, maybe they... I would call it like stupid king. Details would form and it would look less like butt. These violent delights have violent ends. This is the morning stream. Welcome back to TMS. This is the morning stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. Hello, Brian. Hello, Scott. Mm. Hello. It's March 7th, dude. I don't like how fast this is going. <laughs> I know this comes up you know, a lot. I don't know anybody else who uh, wishes they had the, the ability to stop the flow of time. I really want to be you. able to. I hate it. It's so It's too fast. I have too much to do, and it feels like time goes too quick. And suddenly it's seventh, and I swear it was just Christmas. Like, what? Like, where yeah. are we? Well, what are I mean, we doing? So that's a sign that you are filling that you're filling up your time productively. Like, there are people out there saying, "Man, I just sit there and I watch the clock, and it never seems to move." Yeah, it's like Wendy said that one time. Uh, it's good to be bored sometimes. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I you don't have that problem. I don't yeah. have that. I never. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I was bored. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. How is it even possible to be bored in 2019? Oh, you've been bored. Here's when you're bored, and I'll tell you exactly when you're bored. All right. You are uh, waiting for your tires to get replaced, and you're just sitting there in the the discount tire uh, uh, waiting room, waiting for them to to do their thing. Or you're you're at the dentist, or you're someplace where it's like I can't be working on the stuff I know I need to do and the stuff I want to get done. That's true. That's that's, that's boredom meets uh restlessness or but often or, but often i will bring to those occasions a book or something and so i'm sure now i'm into no, okay. something else and then they're like beep your car's done i'm like oh shoot i wasn't done with that chapter and then i feel like i'm still late for something like i hate that feeling mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. need to just go like here's what we're gonna do in vegas vegas is gonna be a blast first of all yeah but brian and i have made a point especially those first two days of making it fun open relaxed yeah. yes easy going good times everybody totally and there's a reason for that we want to be able to make this for you and us you know a little bit of a break mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. we're having a break together mm-hmm. yes so get your damn tickets and come see us in april i thought of something that i want to make sure that we do sometime over that weekend since we'll have a majority of the people there and, and you know really it's funny the the people listening will be like, oh, okay, great, Brian. That's a great idea. Whatever. It doesn't involve us. But, uh, you know, we'll have you, me, Jury, Tom, uh, Hammond. Um, we won't have Nicole, which is a bummer. It really bums me out. Yeah, I'm mad at Nicole for not being there. But, I know she has Nicole. reasons, but I'm still mad at her. But um, uh, I want to have a 
post-mortem on America's Next Top Podcaster so that we can plan for season two and talk about, all right, what's a, what's a way, you know, what, what, what did we do wrong this season or what could we do better or, or things like that. So We're getting real close to the end. That'll, that'll happen. Unless you're listening. Season. You're not close to the end yet, but we yeah. are. We're close to the yes. end. Yes. Yeah. We're close to the end, exactly. It's getting pretty intense. Anyway. Uh, you know, let me, and, and, and boy, this leads right into this first thing in our top of the show stuff. I'm going to turn my camera right now so you can see what's going on. Do you see this right here? Yeah, what's this her is, deal? This is the cat on my desk. I love the fact she's staring up at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what's been going on in my life for the last uh, uh, couple days that ever since Tina went on her current trip, this cat has been um, by my side constantly, like super clingy to the point where um, you can, couldn't really tell from the camera position, but basically my screen is right there mm -hmm. and the cat is taking up maybe a good quarter of that screen. Like, <laughs> like if I want to read the next article that we're going to be talking about in news, I have to do some scrolling up so that it, it goes, uh, it finally goes above the cat. Yeah, I have and this. She's gonna try. I have oh, this problem geez. with Rainer sometimes. Get another. I want another shot of her. Let's see if she looks at the camera. If you point it at her again. Well, oh, there you go. That's even better. She moved. Yes, exactly. Hi, kitty. Oh, Anaria, look, look. So yeah, that's the deal. Your wife leaves town, and suddenly her curling buddy's not there anymore. So you have to take over, dude. Well, no. I mean, she she does not hang out with Tina at all. When Tina's here. Uh, Inara's like, eh, there's Tina, whatever, you know, and, and she'll, she'll like sleep in her perch behind me or she'll do stuff. Now she's going <laughs> to, she's checking out your lava lamp, dude. She's checking out the lava lamp. She's also probably going to watch. She's going to try and eat the, uh, the walker. The <laughs> yeah, there Stop cats. It. Stop it. At least she's nice. My cat's a, my cat's a dick. <laughs> really? Your cat's nice. Mine's a huge dick. Mine wants to scratch me and bite me and. Doesn't want me to pet him. He's just a jerk. It's not even my cat. It's Carter's cat. And she'll say, yeah. oh, he's nice to me. He's nice to me. And then a half an hour later, out of her room, I'll hear, ah! And I'll go in there, <laughs> Carter, what's the matter? What's the matter? Ah, he scratched me. And there's like a giant gouge down her arm. Like, we have to, like, this cat is uh, terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. Ter yeah. Sounds terrible. Jeez. Yeah, he's not a nice But no, cat. It's, just, it's just weird. It's like, you know, she doesn't care when Tina's gone, but boy. Or, I mean, doesn't care when Tina's here, but when Tina's gone, she is just, like, super clean. Me follows me everywhere, uh, super chatty, it, it walks around my desk and just does all the cat things. Knocks everything off my desk. Like, oh, challenge coin frog pants? Here's a challenge. Blonk on the floor. Oh, air buds? Yeah, these look like they'll, they'll bounce. Nope, they don't. No, they do not. Mm. Yeah. Well, does she, so how is it to, you did raid last night, I assume. How was that? I with did the raid. Cat? Um, it was good. Here, let me uh, <laughs> I'll share a photo with you that I shared with the raid team last night. Okay. That uh, you can share with the uh, with the audience. I think I can do this. Copy, and then go here and paste. This is what raid was like for me last night. You putting this in oh, Discord? Oh, is it not working? All right, hold on. I got to do this a different way. You may have to drag oh, over an image here. or something. Might actually have to do that exactly. Uh, um, but I can do it like this. Um, yeah, but it was, it's, you know, it's more of the same of like, oh, are you trying to, are you trying to do something right now? Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, no, not, not, not with me around. You're not. Here we go. Send. Uh, it's not showing up weirdly. Is it? Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. There it yeah. is. All right. Let's take a look. Takes a second. <laughs> she just sits there and watches, watches the raid. 
but from in front of the raid. Like, basically, like, oh, yeah, oh, kill that guy. Oh, ads coming in from the left. Better get those. Yeah, look at this chat. Now the chat can see it on the screen. That is really funny. Like, like uh, that's a big boss fight, obviously. A bunch of dudes around it. Big circle uh, hitbox around the boss. Right, exactly. And she is just and like, she's... dude, what is going on in there? I know, but she is watching everything, like... Like watching the the little uh, the sprites of everything move in from the corners of the screen, and it's almost like she's uh, she's taking over. Uh, she's cat semi, is what she is. I she's taking it. over uh, Tet's job and saying, "Oh, ads coming in from the right. Take care of those. All right, that's amazing." Many whelps. So you have a cool cat. You have a cool cat. <laughs> she's a cool cat, but um, ours isn't man, cool. She's... Ours is mean. Uh, and we're not mean to it. I think what it is is there's two dogs here, and it drives them crazy. And I think he's just a yeah. just always on the uh, always on the hunt for whatever the next dog encounter is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're mm-hmm. just you know we're just seeing that side of him because of it. But anyway, well, I'm glad uh, all is well there. Hey, uh, you know yeah. how uh, you you uh, you never know if you're the one who's snoring until somebody <laughs> points it out to you. Yes, exactly. Well, I started using this app because uh, I'm trying to improve general sleep time. Go to bed on a set time. Try to, you know, kind of have more of a routine that gets me to sleep better, less waking up, less crazy dreams, less mind racing, that sort of stuff. And uh, so I started using this app called Sleep Cycle. Mm, okay. And it's pretty cool. You you turn it on, set it to the side. It has a bunch of options. Apparently, I bought this forever ago and forgot I had it. So now that now it has a subscription model. But since I bought it, they let you be a grandfathered in thing. I don't have to pay a monthly for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it records... Uh, from my watch, which I wear while I sleep, it tracks like movement and also it detects snoring versus any other sounds. So okay. somebody could get up in the night and go, blah, 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 and it won't record that. And it knows that that's not snoring, but it, uh, gotcha. It, but it knows the sound of snoring. And so in the morning, the, the, the idea is it has a very gently, and it also doesn't do an exact alarm time. It says, yeah. what time do you want to be up? Um, 6.30. It will say, then we'll try to wake you up between 6 and 6.30. And it's just like this gentle sort of, hey, what's going on kind of wake up. Right? start by like tapping you on the wrist with your, your watch. Going, yeah. tip, 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 Which tip. I find really disconcerting. Like yeah. there's a freaking bug in the bed or something like that. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. But anyway, it'll also do soft music from the phone. <laughs> that sort of thing. But uh, it's all cool and seems neat and has, you know, does kind of a quality check for based on trends and what nights were the best and has a big chart that shows deep sleep versus not deep sleep and tells you about how it determines all of this and then gives you a percentage of quality and all that. So it's just a good cool. way to kind of track your stuff. And Yeah, for sure. Um, best night I had, by the way, was last Friday because I took a Benadryl before to bed and that gave me all the good numbers. Anyway, last night I decide to sleep and I go to bed on time and I wake up and I see, oh, my snore time, it tracks your total snore time. And I've okay. had nights where it's like hour and a half. Of snoring. Wow. Of combined right. combined snoring. Like, it'll be different times of the night, but it'll put it all together and say, okay, that's a total amount of this. Yeah. Uh, and I decided, this, and last night I only yeah. did 28 minutes of snoring, which is pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good. I did, I did a, minutes, I've been trying yeah. a body pillow and kind of laying on a side, my side more and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... I decided to capture one of these snores. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, I love this. All right, cool. Uh, this is horrifying. Apparently, this is... And I've never heard myself do this before, so this is really weird sounding. All right. Okay. But here's the... Here's Scott snoring at, let's see, 2.34 a.m. Okay. Last night. Here you go. 
Good Lord, dude. Do you even breathe between those, or did you edit those together? Oh, I edited. Like, I edited out some okay. breathe between. Yeah, yeah. All right, those were just the. Uh, yeah. Would it would it record you talking in your sleep? By the way, like um, it would recognize that. It would recognize it, it just... as not snoring and not record it. And not record it. Okay. Yeah, but it All would right. know that I was uh, in a higher state of wakefulness or moving when I did it, or you know, it tracks all yeah. of that. But it's only uh, the goal of that particular tracking is to for you to figure out ways, natural or otherwise, to to have less snoring. Right. Um, oh. Well, so, I can recommend some I can recommend some CPAPs for you yeah, there, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I want that one the onion posted, which was like a it was a Victoria's Secret uh CPAP and it was like a lacy, like little <laughs> pink thing <laughs> with the stuff. That's hilarious. Anyway. Yeah, here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing about when people find out you have a CPAP. Yeah. Um you will constantly get tweets, emails, and Facebook shares of that one guy who made the alien face hugger CPAP mask. Yeah, it's impossible not to do that. So I'm not going to, uh, in fact, I'm going to, see, someone just wrote that in chat while oh, you were really? saying it. Do you ever there see the is. alien one? Did you see one? the alien one? It's a face hugger. <laughs> and they haven't heard you talk yet. So that's no, amazing. No, they haven't heard me say that. That's, ala- that's hilarious. That's yes. very funny. Good well, job, Zeros. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I sound like a complete nightmare. Oh. Yeah. Oh, geez. And it, and right. and they're big, long spaces of breath. You know, like a nice, deep breathe in with the snore, and then a mm. long exhale. They, and according to the thing, I'm I'm doing good breathing at night, mm. but I'm snoring. And Kim says that when I was skinny as a rail back in 2015, yeah, I never snored ever. Yeah. Yeah. So your I, your back of your throat is closing up, Scott. So you're not able to breathe through your nose, and so, uh, I could do uh, throat workouts or something to right. Yes, all yes, that up. Uh, throat kegels or something. I don't know if there's <laughs> such a thing. But, all right. So five bucks, five bucks. If you um, if you if while Wendy's on later, just go quiet for a little while and then start playing the snoring. Just sound. play that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till she's on a tear of like explaining something. Actually, then, you know yeah. what? I may play it just so I can because this is my dad had the exact same snore, like exactly mm. the same snore, and I'm and I want to see if she can tell the difference. I'm going to say name that snore. Yeah, name that hey. snore. Who did the snore? Hey, Randy, who does this sound like? According to uh, Kim, yeah. Uh, when I snore and she hears me, all she has to do is reach over and touch my back, and I stop. Really? Not wake me up. Not shake me. Not push me over. Not say anything. She just. Lightly touches my back and I immediately stop snoring. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is really weird, yeah. but it's but it makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a it's not the fact that it's stopping you from snoring; it's waking you up to the point where you're waking up just enough to the point where you're aware that something's going on. Like, um, did she tell you beforehand, like, say something like, "Next time you're snoring, I'll just tap you on the back"? No, to let you never, know you're doing it. No, so there was me. no so no inception planted in your head of, mm-hmm. of i think i think that. i'm just kind of a light i'll wake up to almost anything so i think i'm a light-ish sleeper um yeah they say that, that on this thing it says if you're anywhere between 68 or something percent and 100 percent on sleep quality that's a mm-hmm. good range mm-hmm. um you don't want to dip much below that and i've stayed above that mostly um sure. but on the nights where she says she's had to reach over and touch me are the nights that are always the worst and it may be part of it because she is waking me in a little bit, and that's messing up yeah. my pattern. I don't know. Yeah. Could I have be. no idea. Wow. Sleep's weird, man. Sleep is crazy. weird. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But, hey, we share all kinds of crazy things with you, like 
For example, my sister, who will be on today to do Therapy Thursday. Now, uh, this we usually don't promo this up front of the top of the show, but I'm going to do it now because it's important. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to take the fun thing we do on TMSPM with uh, asking questions via Twitter with the hashtag AskTMS, and we're going to use that today for questions with Wendy. Um, so they're going to be shorter questions, so make them about things like, you know, I'm anxious about every time I do this. Why is that? And, you know, things like that. Whatever you want to ask. We're not going to yeah. use your names uh, if you don't want us to. I, I guess it doesn't. I, I just look. The rule will be I won't use your name. Um, there you go. And uh, even even if you didn't care. But uh, go do those now. This is on Twitter. Uh, you can reply directly to the uh, the uh, uh, morning stream uh, account if you want or just do the hashtag. And you, you can just be a tweet out into the world. Uh, or you can do it to me or Brian. It doesn't matter, but the hashtag's what matters because that's how we're going to search for these. So it's hashtag AskTMS, and uh, Wendy will be here today to answer those questions. So Perfect. It'll be fun. We just want to mix it up yeah. a little bit do a little... Love it. Do a little goofing around. All right. Is that everything for the top of the show? I think it is. That's everything for the top of the show. And we don't know anything new-new about Saturday, do we? Like, we're still... No, no. Okay. Um, not till we get a contract... Um, yeah, I don't want to promote it until we have something in hand that says we can do this. But once we do, yeah. we are oh, promoting yeah. the hell out of that business. Oh, heck yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and the Friday casual meetup thing, again, I, I, want, I don't want that one. We're not waiting for a contract. We're just waiting for confirmation to say, oh, yeah, you can come here. This will be fun. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that um, is Friday is super chill and lax. Like there's nothing crazy. Super chill. And I think of all the people who are going to love Friday and everybody who comes is going to love what we do Friday. For whatever reason, I'm thinking Zoe Brings Bacon is going to love it the most. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm. What does that mean, Zoe? I wonder. Mm, rubs chin yeah, thoughtfully. So, mm. Yes. Are we going to a bacon factory? We're going to watch bacon being made. Perfect. No, has, has nothing to do with bacon. Oh, okay, good. Oh, also, yes. uh, uh, a quick update on the headphones. They're due here any minute. Of course, they're not on time for the show, which is just my luck. So, hmm. no headphones. Are you doing? Time. You're doing uh, no headphones right now. Okay. For cool. today, I'm doing. I'm, I'm monitoring through some speakers. You're you're low, but I can hear you. But it, that, that way, yeah. you don't get echo. It's not a bad way to do it, except I'd like to be able to monitor if I'm too far from my mic or too close to my mic or you know why you have headphones. There's a reason you have them. Mm-hmm. And and I need mine, and they're not here yet. All right. That's they're it coming. for that. They're coming. Yeah, Do you coming. get the thing where Amazon says, your headphones are nine stops away? No. Watch your headphones get delivered on a map. I get that. Like, Aww. I get, I don't know. It's really funny. Like, oh, I don't really care. I don't, I don't care where my coffee is. I want <laughs> But that. I can watch it. I can watch it on a map in the neighborhood. I totally want that. I don't have that. Like, if it was, you know, when it was the TV get delivered, that's one. That's like, all right. Yeah, I do want to see where that's at. Mm. So I can make sure that I'm upstairs. It's not sitting out on the porch. I was just going to ask you if you just got a TV, but you did. You got that Toshiba or whatever it is. I got this little Toshiba deal right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, you know, for some of these things, your lightning cable is nine stops away. Would you like to watch it arrive on a map? Like, no, I really don't <laughs> Not <care>. really. <laughs> and no, I did not buy a lightning cable. I have like 18,000 lightning cables. I have too many lightning cables to count. And now I've got USB-C cables piling up. It's getting crazy around here. Oh, I know. You know what I have the most of? You probably do What's too. That? Because every product you buy comes with one. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. It's it's the USB. It, it's USB micro. Micro. Yeah. This one right here. I got five or six right over there. Yeah, yeah right guy, there. That yep. guy right there. You know, zoom the it's ones not, that break uh, every uh, time you do anything with them. Right, exactly. I've broken, yep. I've broken every PS4 
uh, USB micro cable at least three times over. <laughs> I had to buy a bunch at one time from freaking micro or um, uh, who's the place that does all the cables? That's so cheap. Uh, my brain um, here. What are they called? Are you talking about Micro Center or Mono, Mono uh, Price? Mono Price. Mono Price. Okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I had to buy a bunch of extras there because those PS4 ones were dying. And now I have a surplus because every tiny thing of any sort, I swear you couldn't yes. buy a box of Kleenexes without a micro USB cable. <laughs> exactly, yes. It's crazy to me. All right. Let's do the news. What do you say about that? Okay. All right. Okay. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. Hey, it's the news, and it's brought to you by the show uh, where you go back in time and do a thing over again. Brian, tell me more. <laughs> It's Coverville time again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to do my best Bill Murray there. Uh, yes, uh, due to some bad recording issues and wonkiness, let's just say wonkiness, the official term, yeah. um, I've got to do yesterday's Coverville over again. Oh. Uh, so uh, be here for take two. You know, practice makes perfect. Let's uh, let's do the time warp again. Um Anyway, should be a lot better because uh, all those things that I had to look up during the show, during music, I'll already have looked up in my head. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, it'd be fun. So, yeah. The Who and Towns Van Zandt uh, celebrating 75th birthdays of Roger Daltrey and uh, what would have been Towns Van Zandt's 75th birthday. Today on Coverville, I don't know what time. You'll Just watch Watch Twitter. for Yeah, you'll say. You'll put it out there. Or better yet... Go to twitch.tv slash Coverville and click the little button that says notify me when Coverville goes live and then you'll get a notification that it goes live and then you'll get that. Or or better yet, subscribe, right? Just do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, there's that. There's that. Uh, real quick, yeah. this reminds me because you talked about somebody who died and uh, this oh. may sound morbid, but did, I guess everybody out there, Brian and I of course saw it, but yeah, the, the uh, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek video. That was hardcore. Dude, that was, that was hardcore. I gotta, I gotta say, number one, I love Alex Trebek and his delivery of news that sounds just like he's delivering questions or a, a, a column full of answers for the category potent potables. Yeah, totally. It really does. Like, he, his delivery I've is got the same. Stage like fifty thousand other Americans. <laughs> I've got stage four cancer. Yeah, he treats it almost like it's a statistic and the not answer is happening cancer. to him. <laughs> and I hope, I hope to hope, like he is hoping. That they can uh, do something. It's it's a really really low survival rate. But um, yeah. I had a question for you though that that's I don't think it's too morbid to ask. Um, yeah, yeah. But I also I, I did want to get it out there that I think it was incredibly brave what he did and maybe one oh, of the sure. best things I've seen in a long time. And is a is a very um, actually I was worried at first because his first words in that thing I was going to actually capture this and play it, but his first words were I wanted to tell you before the news got a hold of it and blew right. it up into something more than it was. And I thought. Oh, no, not you. There's no Me Too thing happening over there at Jeopardy, is there? <laughs> oh, my God. I did not even think about that. But now that you say that, I wanted to get a hold of this before the news. Blew it out of proportion. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You oh, uh, you and uh, Ken Jennings were doing it in the green room? Like, what? don't tell me this. <laughs> like, I, was stressed, I was stressing out. But uh, but no, uh, it was, turns out it's actually, well, I don't know if, how you quantify these things, but uh, it's awful, and uh, he seems awful. like a complete stud for facing it head-on and doesn't seem like he's going to skip a beat. And he kept talking about how he's got three years left on his contract and he wants to see it through and and uh, kind of wants everybody's like hopes and prayers and stuff for him and all that. So anyway, the, yeah. the question I wanted to ask you was, if he, heaven forbid, passes due to this stupid illness, 
mm-hmm. F cancer, just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, can you even keep, can Jeopardy keep going? Yeah. Yeah, I think Jeopardy can keep going. Who I mean, do you I think, put in um, there? Who would you put in there to take his place? Because he's not even the original host. I mean, uh, Art, uh, was it Art? Not Art Linkler. Art Fleming was the original host of Jeopardy. and and uh, Yeah, but remember who hosted The Daily Show before uh, Jon Stewart got there? If you can't remember, there's a reason. No, it was the, it's the guy, basketball player guy who went to sports, uh, ESPN. I, I, Craig Kilborn. I loved Craig Kilborn. Yeah, I, I, he's fine. I really like Jon Stewart. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I like I, Craig I Kilborn, loved too. But you can't. Craig Kilborn. You, you can't. Now, at this point, though, it's impossible to say. Like, I feel like Jeopardy's the same case. Trebek is now Jeopardy in, in every possible way. Yeah, but I mean, could they have said the same thing with Bob Barker and The Price is Right? I mean, I, I've watched a couple of the Drew Carey episodes since, and they're fine. They're good. That's a good point. He's, he's a, um, he takes it a different way. Like, <laughs> the one we watched a few days ago, I can't believe Tina and I watched The Price is Right. But it was on, it was funny. It was like, uh, oh, Price is Right is on Hulu or something like that. Oh, no, it was CBS All Access because we had gotten that for Discovery. Mm. And we're like, oh, Price is Right. You can watch today's Price is Right. On CBS All Access. All right, let's watch it. And he's, you know, doing one of the games, and and uh, he looks over and he. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to play <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Sorry. And um, he goes over to a, a thing of Big League Chew. That's you know, like uh, the contestant has to guess how much that is. And he says, "Wow, they're still making that stuff. Still making Big League Chew." <laughs> like, oh, this is why this is why Drew Carey is in the in the right place for this. Oh, I think thing. he's yeah, I, yeah, and I agree with you. And somebody could like yeah. come out of this and, and blow our minds. Like I again, I'll go back to the John yeah. Stewart example. I don't think anybody right. thought Trevor Noah was going to do as well as he does, and he kind of no, owns Trevor that show great. now. He's great yeah. on it. Yeah, like he's genuinely um, so freaking who, funny. So. so who do you get? No, well, before we get to that, can you imagine being the the very next contestants to go on Jeopardy after? Oh my gosh! After that, it's like, well, it says here that you have an interesting grass collection. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, but we don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know who you put in there. He's just so it iconic. It says here that you own a very rare beer can. Why not tell us about that? <laughs> they probably would stop doing it in his way. They would do it in some other person's personal way of approaching that or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And make it their own. But, but he's, who, uh, he's who cool. do they get? I mean, somebody in the chat room said Will Ferrell. I think that would be, and have Will Ferrell do it straight, right? Not doing the the Alex Trebek act, but I think actually having Will Ferrell do something like that. Um, I think, uh, um, you know, he did a great job with the Rock and Roll Jeopardy. I wouldn't, I would have no problem with seeing Jeff Probst do uh, regular Jeopardy. Oh, he'd he's, be all he's right. A great, yeah. He's a great host. Yeah, they ought to uh, test some of that now, like the way they did with Carson before he uh, retired. Right, start having some people come in, do a week, yeah. you know. Um, no ex contestants, oh, so I don't want Ken Jennings or anyone else up there doing that. Uh, the one, the one ex contestant that really could do it is Brad Rutter. Brad Rutter is great. I can't think who Brad uh, Rutter is. For some he's he's the he's the Jeopardy contestant who who uh, won almost as many times as Ken Jennings, but is like he's a guy who's just so cool you'd want to hang out with him and. And uh, is he he actually cool? in Vegas, like he was at one of these Tacona events, and I got to hang out with him. It's like I want to hang out with this guy more. He's just so chill and cool, and and does not feel like the the typical nerdy um, contestant. He looks like uh, 
a skinny Don Draper. Not skinny Don Draper because it's not like John Hamm is fat, but not as buff. Oh, okay. I see. John right. Hamm. A more yeah. slight John Hamm. I get it. A more slight John Hamm. Yeah. Is that okay to say um, slight? Is that We're not in trouble for saying that, are we? If you're slight. I think slight's fine. Yes. Okay. Ron Perlman. Uh, <laughs> Ron Perlman would be weird. <laughs> Brian, Ibbett, Brian Ibbett hosting Jeopardy again. You know, I don't think I could do it without wanting to. Uh, I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for was <laughs> bicentennial quarters. I think Ibbett has quarters. Ibbett has actual game show chops. I I could see it. I could totally see yeah, it. Yeah, they'd say no. Sorry, you can't wear your Riddler jacket. Yeah, and your weird hat. You got to take, take the Riddler jacket to Vegas, right? Oh and yeah. And the funny hat. You can have a funny hat, of course. Of course, you got to do that. Always have a funny hat. I don't have a new funny hat. I'm not buying funny hats anymore. I gave uh, or Kim. My mom. I, I really need to specifically say my mom isn't buying me funny hats. Well, anymore. that's a good point. I, I, so are we going to see your mom this year? Is she, she going to show up in Vegas? No, no, no Motherville mm. uh, this year. Motherville. Uh, I forgot you guys coined that last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, uh, I let slip a hint to Kim what might happen on Saturday. Yeah, the part yeah. the part that would involve her, yes. you know. Oh, I know. Yep, exactly. And is she already like? Here's the look she gave she... me. Here's the look. Uh huh. She okay. went. So what's happening? I said that, and she goes, <laughs> "The one eyebrow raised." <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. She's not feeling uh, too stoked about it. I know. Well, oh, I shouldn't say that. Stop. I shouldn't say yeah. she's dreading it. She just knows right. I say really stupid stuff. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, we'll discuss it on Skim this week to kind of clear the air. Oh but, my uh, god, I can't wait to! Uh, I, I I can't wait till we can announce that because that I think is, I don't know what I'm what I'm more excited for. Right, playing mm-hmm. uh, playing or or commentating overpants, mm-hmm. jumping off the stratosphere, hanging out with every cool person that's coming out to to see this whole thing or that event right there. Yeah, it's all going to be good. So yeah, get your tickets. VivaTMSVegas.com. Hey, they're making a uh, Hello Kitty movie, but it's American. How do you feel about this? Ooh. Uh, do you like Hello Kitty? Please tell me. Please tell me this is live action starring Melissa McCarthy. Unfortunately, no. Brian, that is Brian's new rule. Anything Melissa McCarthy's in, I'm in. Gold, baby. Yeah, gold every time. Uh, well, they're making this thing nearly four years ago after Sanrio announced it was planning to spend a staggering $240 million on a movie about Hello Kitty. This is a plan that never actually came to fruition, by the way, as far as we can tell. Uh, The American studio New Line Cinemas announced it is teaming up with uh, Sanrio and Flynn Pictures Co. for an English-language-based film on the venerable brand uh, or kid brand of Hello Kitty. This comes from Deadline, uh, which points out that this is the first time that uh, Sanrio, they're the company who makes it, has ever granted the rights to its characters to a film studio outside of Japan, which is where they're uh, based. Also, the deadline story doesn't mention a budget, but it has to be under that $240 million, unless New Line thinks it's going to be bigger than Star Wars. It probably so won't here's be. the weird... That's really uh, slimy, right? New Line Pictures doing or New Line Cinema doing this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this uh, Hello Kitty movie. Oh, all right, plans fell through. All right, we're going to do it. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing it. We're taking it. I call it. Yeah. I call, I I call, call dibs. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't do it without Sanrio's uh, uh, cooperation, so... I yeah. guess it's okay, but I mean, Japan, if they were going to do this in Japan, and it was Japan language. I don't think it'd ever get much further. Like, I don't think it would be a thing people would super embrace over here. There'd be no, some audience no. for it, but this isn't yeah. like anime or something. It's just, no, it's I freaking mean, you'd get the Kitty. Pokemon audiences basically like the people who go see all the animated Pokemon movies that, that uh, come out. I heard Not a, a big... rumor yesterday yeah. that 
Detective Pikachu might have an R rating version or R rating version. <laughs> well, it does have uh, does have Ryan Reynolds, yeah. you know, who's no stranger to that recently with Deadpool. Um, because it got and, rated, the whole thing's rated PG, but they're saying they've got a cut of it. I, I don't know if this is true, pure internet rumor, but that there's a cut yeah. of it that would be an R-rated cut that they could either re-release in theaters as such, or it would be some special one-off, or they may never see the light of day. I don't know. How awesome would that be? Oh I, 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 I want this to exist, and I uh, uh, there's nothing that says that Pokemon has to be G-rated, is there? I mean, okay, it's sure, like, kids still play it, but it's... Come on, I when I go do Pokemon Go, yeah, and I go like to a raid or something. Mm. It is if it's not a hundred percent people over forty, <laughs> it's pretty damn close to hundred percent people <laughs> yeah. over forty. It's at least a hundred percent, almost guaranteed, hundred percent people over uh, twenty-five. Well, I have we have a lot of like kid kids in my neighborhood. Yeah, we have do a they, lot of adults they... in my neighborhood, uh-huh. and uh huh. Easily the group that's most excited that I've talked to about the upcoming Sword and Shield Pokemon games. Yeah, yeah. Are the adults. adults. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be the people who played Pokemon growing up on their Game Boys and saying, oh my God, they're finally doing a Pokemon game that is true to the actual Pokemon experience and not this. I mean, Let's Go is great. Have a great time with Let's Go. Right. But but, um, the kids who grew up in the 90s who loved that that style of fighting battling and catching and like complained about how let's go didn't have any of that oh this is like this is mana to yeah. them. this is like uh, uh it's like let's go is the bridge drug for for uh go players to come yeah, on over right. back to the the old stuff and now maybe they'll stay exactly. for the for the traditional stuff i the only complaint i have is in the trailer it appears that let's go's approach to battles has gone away it used in let's go they they got away from random battles and instead You'd be running through the bushes, and you would see the Pokemon running around, mm-hmm. and you would run to mm-hmm. one and fight it. You could run into it, yeah. Right, or exactly. catch it. In traditional Pokemon, you run around the bushes. There's nothing in there. You just randomly get something. And I hate <laughs> random battles. <laughs> oh, I hate, yeah. I hate random. I know. I did, too. It's like, oh, there's a Rattata? I want that Rattata. Yeah. Or whatever. Don't yeah, it was a nice... So. had a nice... I, I was hoping they'd carry that forward, but apparently, no. Uh, they're going yeah. back to their roots with that a little bit, But but anyway... Pokemon, it's still I'm, a thing. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. And uh, anyway, so and I'm excited to see Detective Pikachu. That again, that second trailer mm-hmm. uh, really sold me. Like seeing some of these bizarre versions of of Apom and uh, <laughs> uh, there's some Chinchus floating around, and uh, you know, whatever for whatever reason, I kind of like Mister Mime. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they're they're just so it's so weird to see them fully rendered and realized and furry and, yeah. and kind of yeah. scaly and all the and things. And not cute. Yeah, not, not cute. You know, like like dirty and grungy, like a stuffed animal that's been drugged behind a motorcycle for half an hour. Yeah, like, I'd not... say Detective Peach, Pikachu or actual Pikachu looks. Yeah, the he's the cutest. Everybody else, yeah, weird looking, <laughs> a little a little crusty. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Anyway. All right, here's yeah. my favorite so, story of the week. All right, let's do it. A, this happened yesterday, so breaking news. A billionaire <laughs> who is a diamond trader. Sure. Uh, but a billionaire died during his penis enlargement procedure. <sighs> Money can't buy everything, Brian. I, I guess not, exactly. Can't, don't care how rich you are, but a billionaire diamond trader right. went to an upscale medical clinic, uh, clinic rather in Paris for a penis enlargement and wound up dead. He had a heart wow. attack during the uh, procedure. 
He was a goer, not a shower. He was a goer, not a shower. <laughs> he really literally went. His name is Ehud <laughs> Ari Laniado. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, that looks like 18 different places he could be from. I don't know what that name is. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Does any of that look familiar to you? Like the last name slightly Laniado. Italian? I can't tell. I don't know. Oh, it says here. Laniado, Laniado sounds Italian. Yeah, it says Belgian-Israeli. So there you mm, go. Okay. So there's, yeah, who knows? Anyway, he was 65, ultimately died from the complications of the surgery, which they say probably brought on the... Uh, the thing. I mean, there's always risks. Doesn't Jeez. matter how, how fancy your uh, hospital is. Um, anyway, it says this: the Belgium-Israeli dual national uh, national was said to have suffered a deadly heart attack just moments after getting an unknown substance injected into his peen peen. Yeah. Is it still okay. unknown? Okay. <laughs> Does uh-huh. no one know still? Do they, do they, are they still unaware of what they put? <laughs> exactly. It's just some. Some nondescript vial that we had sitting around here that, uh, yeah, uh, somebody should know that. Where where, where, were the, where was this happening? In Paris. Paris. Paris is not a third world country where we should have to say, I don't know, I just picked up that hypodermic needle, shoved it into his wiener, and, and yeah. uh. Yeah, for, uh, for all geez. he know, for all Pierre, Dr. Pierre know, knows it was, you know, melted butter in there. Who knows what it was? Oh. Uh, the diamond trader always focused on his appearance and how others perceived him. They believe this is part of that. He reportedly checked his uh, checked his bank account multiple times to, a day just to make himself feel better. I'm telling you, dude, lots of money does not make wow. you calm and happy. It just doesn't. No, but boy, these friends suck. <laughs> you know, like like you you die and then every the, the news goes to talk to all your friends is like, oh yeah, he was always <laughs> super focused on his appearance. He'd check his bank account multiple times a day. Um, yeah, with friends like that, who needs a larger penis? Yeah, who needs <laughs> who needs penis injections? Um, let's see. It turned out he did have some talents, explained a friend. Internationally, he was one of the biggest experts in valuing raw diamonds. I'm guessing if he was a billionaire, he yeah. probably did that on the back of some pretty gnarly stuff in like Congo and places you get diamonds. Oh, like blood diamonds. Yeah. I'm right not saying there. I'm not saying Uncle Karma showed up to this operation. I'm just saying that's possible. No. Okay. No. And when and and who knows, you know, if the heart attack is uh if he was uh snorting the cocaine. Mm. Could or be. Uh, not taking care of himself physically, you know. Mm-hmm. It seems like if he was if he was vain enough to always check his appearance and stuff, though, he's probably not like it. it you know, it doesn't sound like it was a heart attack brought on by obesity or or something like that. No, like he's, he's a, a he looks like a pretty normal dude uh, physically. Yeah, I'm picturing I'm picturing uh, Chris, uh, Christian Bale in uh, um, <laughs> machinist. Uh, no, no, God, no, no. Oh, the no, opposite the, uh, of that. Um, the not Vice, Vice, no. Not Vice, no, not the not, not the opposite being heavy set. Um, what was the American Psycho oh, picturing? Uh, American Psycho, Christian Bale. Oh, right. That kind of Type A personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I picture him with that personality, but the body that he had in that other movie that was in the seventies that was real good. Newsies? No. <laughs> Not came out in the seventies. The one that was set oh, in the seventies. American Hustle. American Hustle. So American Psycho personality. American Hustle. American body Hustle type. body. Yeah. <laughs> sweaty, sweaty, hairy American Hustle. Christian Bale. There you go. Uh, God, that dude's amazing. You still haven't seen Vice yet, right? No, I need to. I've been meaning to. He is that'll, amazing. That'll come out on streaming before uh, before too long, and it's. Uh, it's it's very big short. I mean, obviously it's an Adam McKay film, so it's going to be. But um, 
you know how you got that delivery of like uh, Margot Robbie sitting in a bathtub explaining uh, how mm-hmm. um, how the stock market works. In the big <laughs> At shirt, least I yeah. think that's what she was explaining. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But uh, uh, a lot of stuff like that um, yeah. in uh, in Vice. Well, I like I like the way that. Adam McKay makes movies. I would be I'd be I remiss if I missed Vice. I'm going to definitely watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is here's a line from that movie. Here's Christian Bale, everybody. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's a hell of a scene. <laughs> hell of a scene. Unforgettable. Yes. Uh, uh, poor guy. And we feel bad for this guy for dying. Oh, obviously. a little bit, he sure. I mean, it does say yeah. this. Uh, he's been forced to hand over five billion dollars in penalties to Belgian authorities after getting into trouble for tax evasion. Oh well, then uh, f him. Yeah, it says uh, his company Omega Diamonds confirmed his death in a statement Wednesday. And in the statement, it says, farewell to a visionary businessman. I don't know if you get five billion in tax evasion and you uh, you're just worried about your ween ween. I don't know. Yeah. The diamond market hopes you've enjoyed this businessman. I don't want to judge him. I don't know enough about him. I can't say. Yeah, Chad, yeah. the drone guy in the chat says so. He deserves it. Probably not. I don't know. No, of I don't know. He doesn't. Maybe he did. No. Maybe he didn't. I don't have any way of knowing. This information is not complete. I can tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> like all of our hard hitting stories here on TMS. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's a good one. All right. <laughs> I feel like this almost happened to me in junior high because our driver hated us. But a driver of a bus, school bus, abandoned it at a gas station. Abandoned the school bus at a gas station. Nearly 30 students were in the, the plane and told the students to go F yourselves. <laughs> Not in the plane, in the bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says the school bus uh, driver in Pennsylvania is facing child endangerment charges after, uh, let's see, after students say he abandoned a bus at a gas station she, with more than these 20. She. I know. It says, why is it saying the headline nearly 30 students, but in the body, 25 students still on it? Just say yeah, 25. Exactly. Well, more than 25, nearly 30. Are we are we at a stage where we can only identify things in fives and tens? Like, yeah, I don't know what twenty eight means. Better give it to me as almost thirty or more than twenty five. Yeah. I can't understand twenty eight. But I do. I do get the idea that kids torment their drivers. We did. We totally tormented them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's bad. Kids are mean. Uh, Pennsylvania State Police have charged Lori Ann Mancos, age forty four. With DUI and 26 counts of endangering the welfare of children. Oh, DUI. Let's sneak that in there. Let's bury yeah. a lead. Jeez. Exactly. Drunk driver abandoned school bus at gas station. <laughs> they could they could have taken the nearly out if there was a word limit, put yeah. the exact number of students on there, which we still don't know. No. It's still unknown, an unknown specified number of students that is somewhere between 25 and 30. Mm-hmm. That annoys me. I don't like it. Students yeah. said at first they were joking about Mancos's bad driving, uh, but video captured on the bus showed students uh, starting to panic when the bus started swerving. In the video, one student can be heard yelling to the driver to pull over. Student Mason Persiani, age 16. Aren't you not supposed to say kids' names when they're minors? I think so, yeah. That's weird. Anyway. And we just did it, too. Says <gasps> the, Yeah, we just, we just perpetuated this problem. Uh <laughs> Anyway, says the bi- driver refused to, uh, to do that. She ended up telling us to go F ourselves and flipped us off. Uh, you, and then they had to explain it. You know, stuck her hand in the air and flipped us off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, raised her middle finger but kept the other fingers down. I'm sorry, son. Can you please explain more? I don't understand this gesture. Show us now on camera. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, in the video, the driver can be heard asking, do you want uh, do you want if I pull over and call everybody's parents to pick them up? The students can be heard shouting yes in response. Yeah, of course. Of course the kids are going to say that. Number one, they're, they're scared. Number two, they don't think that she's going to do it. So, of course, they're going to say, yeah, pull yeah. over and call our parents to have them pick us up. Yeah. She sounds like a mafia person. Do you want I should pull over? <laughs> and call everybody's parents? Lori and Minkos. You want me I should rub them out? <laughs> uh, there's that. And then finally, oh, uh, <laughs> this is a great story. A, a hipster, here's the headline. The hipster, a hipster whines at tech magazine for using his pick to imply that hipsters all look the same. Then discovering later that the pick of the hipster was an entirely different hipster. <laughs> Point proven. Yeah. I feel like I don't have even, to say much more. Even hipsters can't tell each other apart. <laughs> tell themselves apart. He thought hey, it was... that's my phone. No, I guess it's not. Yeah, no. I guess it isn't me. I got to see the photos. Like, Yeah, <laughs> you have to see it. Uh, at the end of February, MIT Technology Review. Uh, it's a highly respected uh, publication from MIT. Yeah. Uh, emitted a pithy rundown of the 34-page research paper from maths modeling boffins at Brandeis University in the U.S. The paper essentially... Posited that in a bid to make uh, that all-important countercultural statement, hipsters can end up looking the same. I mean, that's the idea, right? Hipsters or any rebel uh, goths or whatever. The idea is to separate yourself from norms, right? You want to, sure, right. I'm not part of the old man's world. I'm part of this young, hip, I know what's going on thing. And the problem is enough of you do it, now you're the big group and somebody has to rebel against you. Like, this is yeah. just welcome to societal <laughs> change 101. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, for, for groovy models on how... Sorry, that's a different thing. Uh, skipping ahead. Accompanying the article is an edited uh, stock fim, f image of a gene generic millennial chap in a plaid shirt and standard issue beanie with trendy winter attire and Getty put on it, meaning Getty images. Getty images uh, the yeah. MIT journalist editor-in-chief Gideon Litchfield took the tw to Twitter to tell a cautionary tale about what followed in uh, the article. It says this, we prompted... Or sorry, we promptly got a famous email. Gosh, I can't read. We promptly got a furious email from a man who said he was the guy in the photo that ran in the story. We uh, he accused us of slandering him, and presumed by implying, uh, presumably because we were saying he was a hipster, and of using the pic without his permission. Uh, then he found out it's not him. So well done, you dummy, you big idiot. Totally love it. By the way, that's not you. Yeah. Oh, I guess I just look like that guy. Oh, crap. I did it myself. Yeah. Here, chat. Oh, I'm going to put this in so they can see it. Uh, there you go. All right. So that's just stock art. Just that guy the right there. Hipster. Like, not saying millennial. Hipster. Yeah. Like, it just feels like it's such a, it does feel like a slight. Mm -hmm. It totally does. Like, hello, hipster. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. So it's not him. He thought it was him. It's not him. It's kind of like seeing a bald guy and saying, hey, Brian Ibbett's here. Right, exactly. You know? I can identify. I can tell when it's me and not me. No, you're not that Bald dumb. guy calls to complain of, of uh, unauthorized photo of himself being used in a magazine. Discovers it's a package of band roll-on. Uh, bald guy yells at sky. Yells at clouds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that all works out for that poor bastard. All right. Uh, we are going to take an actual break. Brian's going to announce the song, and then I have to go upstairs and grab a package while it's on the porch. Grab It'll only a take package. me two seconds. Uh, but Brian's going. 
Brian's going to uh, play us a song now in the middle of the show, like he often does, and I'll yes. now let him do that. Uh, this this is cool because this was one I was considering for yesterday. I listened to the these uh, the the song they sent me. I'm like, this is good. I'm going to come back to that. And then I picked the song that we played yesterday. It's a, a little bit more rocking. Came back this morning and said, God, you know what? This is exactly what I need right now. This this exact song. And I'd probably say if you're a fan of the Shins or um, not quite as as bluegrassy as Mumford and Sons, but with with string instruments, uh, kind of a more mellow vibe. Anyway, it's great. It's uh, Joseph Andrew Thompson, who's a composer, backup vocalist, and Rose Thompson working together uh, as a space folk duo. Space folk. I don't know. Uh, that's a thing. They've got uh, great vocal harmonies, radiant strings, otherworldly soundscapes, and a brand new album called Safe Pass- Passage, which comes out tomorrow. This is uh, the lead-off track from the album. It's called Plunge. Here is the band Astra Lingua. We can't fight it. We can't fight it. No use. Now we're moving much too fast. We can't fight it. We can't fight it.
Hey, f- people. What's going on? Do you have to ship things? I do. Shipping can be complex. It can be kind of a pain in the butt, but the uncertainty over costs and deciding which carrier to use, plus tracking your packages, all that stuff, things can get kind of confusing. Well, with SendPro Online, it's easy to save time and money no matter what you send, from letters and packages to overnights and flats. Yeah, that's right. Easily compare USPS, UPS, and FedEx all in one online tool. Print shipping labels and stamps from your own printer and track all those packages and get your emails uh, to give you the notifications when they've arrived, which is, I think, crucial. Uh, And also, don't forget, just not that long ago, what was it, January 27th, USPS raised postal rates. You still are able to save money uh, and access savings up to 40% off USPS priority mail shipping and $0.05 off every letter you send by using your SendPro online account. That's pretty good. SendPro Online is only $14.99 a month, and listeners can get a free 30-day trial. When you visit pb.com slash TMS, you'll also receive a free 10-pound scale to help you weigh your packages and accurately uh, calculate the cost of shipping. So you never overpay. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience the convenience of SendPro Online for yourself when you sign up for that free 30-day trial. That's pb.com slash TMS. Gee, your hair smells terrific. Gee, your hair smells terrific. I guess you never know. Try Gee, your hair smells terrific. Fragrance shampoo and conditioner. They're terrific. Things that make you go... It's gonna be alright, Teddy. I understand now. This is the morning stream. And we're back, everybody. We're back. Do you want to hear that again without any context? So this is uh, (laughs) Justin Robert Young saying things that make you go boom, and then Jamie Uh, editing uh, things that make you go hmm. Or hmm, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I got that song wrong. (laughs) Then Jamie, TMS mashups, uh, added the scream, and it apparently this is Justin's new favorite thing. So let's just play it one more time. Things that make you go. Uh, why am I playing that effing game? All right. Um, yeah. We're back, everybody. Let's get Wendy all up in it. Uh, I meant to do this before. Now I'm running behind. Here we go. Oh, she's not online yet. Let's just give her a second. See? Now I'm ready. Hey, it's Wendy Ann Dunford. Oh, sorry. It's her whole name again. We're doxing her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, asked us, she asked you not to do that? No, I just, I don't know. I just, every time I do it, I feel like I'm giving so much information away. It's like her entire oh. birth certificate and marriage now. Right. right. Um, yes. Yeah. My passwords are blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> Well, if you're anything like mom, they're written on a post-it note tapped on the side of her computer. So there you go. Oh, yours too, huh? Yeah. That's a mom <laughs> thing, I'm afraid. Uh, hey, uh, but not a modern mother like my sister Wendy, who comes on the show on Wednesday or Thursdays rather, and uh, we try to help people with their problems. That's right, Wendy's an actual practicing therapist who uh, helps people all the time, and she does this for free on Thursdays just for you guys, and doesn't get anything for it really, other than the fun of hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. So look well, at that, and that and that really should be enough for any person. It's totally enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's lasted how many eight years now? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You know what you could do, Wendy? Here's what you could do: you could. 
Uh, can't you, like, on your taxes, claim all this time as, like, uh, what do you call that when somebody pro bono, in a profession... Pro bono work? Yeah, pro bono. Isn't there some kind of tax break for that? You should do that. So yeah. do you know, uh, it's, it, services rendered do not count pro bono in the same way they do for... Like a lawyer will do something pro bono. And it, yes, of course, it's service-based, but it's because it's, I don't, it's different. So I, so like I, I have a free fee for refugees when I've worked with refugees and I can't count any of that as, you know, it has to be like, I gave you a t-shirt and now I can write it off, but it doesn't work with services rendered. Sure. Oh, interesting. Enough. Okay. So if anyone's listening and I'm wrong, please tell me. We have some legal experts. Uh, legal geek. We, he's a listener of the show. He'll he'll tell us. He'll let us know. Awesome. We got, yeah, we have right. some lawyers. Um, yeah, I always feel like if I ever get in some trouble, I probably got some pro bono lawyers out there that listen that would probably swoop in and help us. Totally. The problem is they'd be like, "Well, I normally do, you know, corporate copyright law, <laughs> like but real law. <laughs> I normally do divorce court, but I guess I could help you with yeah, this. <laughs> I'll help you with your harassment case or whatever." Uh, all right, Wendy, we're doing something a little different today. Uh, I didn't even tell you yet. Here's what we're going to do. Surprise! We, uh, well, Kim, Wendy and I did talk about doing phones, which we Karaoke could, therapy. <laughs> oh, no. We no, can no. still do that. But instead, we're going to take the Ask TMS hashtag from Twitter. People have put in a bunch of questions okay. uh, today that they want to ask. And so they're smaller, bite-sized things that uh, means we can probably get through a, a bunch of these. And so yeah. I'm going to do that now. But before we do, I'm going to start with one uh, that for some reason asked this question and it's not to do with you, but I'll answer it. Angel Ridge Farm says, Scott, how many people do you think lis listen or watch TMS? Uh, in my mind, it is a small local show. Uh, there's about, uh, in terms of li live listeners, it's somewhere in the 600 range. If you count all the Twitch people here and then the audio live listeners that are listening and not participating in chat, that's about that. And then we do... Depending on the week, depending on the day, twenty to twenty-five thousand listeners per episode. Whoa! So I don't know what that equates to. Maybe that is like a small local radio morning show. I don't know. I have no idea what those numbers are like for. And regular most radio. of you are just taking it for free. Yeah, most of you oh. just get it for free. Jerks. Just kidding. We love you. <laughs> All right, uh, Wendy. Here we go. Let's dive in. Okay. We got an email. I'll keep these people anonymous. Not email. A tweet from people who are anonymous. Uh, who asked the following question. I guess people could go easily look at the hashtag and find out who said these things, but I just feel sure. like I shouldn't say their sure. names. Yeah. Anyway, this one says, my 13-year-old daughter is a self-aware introvert. How do I make people at parties, etc., understand this? So that's a short one, but first of all, is a self-aware introvert an actual classification? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, sure. A self-aware introvert just means like, first of all, an introvert, someone who doesn't need to be yelling all the time to have the world look at them. And then self-aware means like, yeah, you're on it. And you're 13. I think everyone's a self-conscious introvert at 13 to some extent. But I think what the question is, is how do I get people to stop like trying to get coax my teenager to talk to them? And yeah, is mm -hmm. that kind of what they're saying? Because I'm, that's what I'm thinking saying. about my own 13-year-old when I go somewhere and people are like, meeting my kid. Yes. And it's like, uh, well, here, here. Me spend some time talking to my child. Here, come on over here, Sally, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, God, right, yeah. a little bit of like you know, because I have a incredibly shy sixteen year old, and so and she just doesn't want to look at you. So I, I always feel like I want to give like a, a card to people like she's shy, leave her alone. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I think I think you just have to let your kid 
navigate it. I think there's a tendency as a parent to try to socially soothe this situation a little bit and like, oh, well, she's just, she's an introvert. Like, give her some space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you either have to say that out loud or you just have to like allow people to do what they're going to do and your kid will navigate it. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's the right time. answer too. We have a similar thing, not so much about shyness because she was never very shy, but Carter was just not one for parties or worrying whatever what everybody thought or trying to get some group of girls to include her in their little tribe or any of that. Never interesting to her. Just didn't care about it. And as a result, because every other kid at that age, at 12, 13, 14, cares about that immensely, um, you know, she would go into these situations and just not care. Or if there's a party, she's like, I don't want to go to that. People are just talking about each other. It's gossiping. I'd rather just like stay at home and hang out with the dog or something. You know, like she would be that way. And I could always tell a little tendency on Kim's side um, to try to help that along, to find out about yeah. another party, to do a little bit of matchmaking, to, oh, you know, who's going to be there? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, my reaction was to go, nah, dude, she's going to get a lot more cool stuff done because she's not bogged down by this social social right. strata, you know? Which so. you're bringing up the really most important point is it has, has to do, whatever your kid is, it doesn't ultimately matter. It's what the parent is. So uh, my, I mean, I am learning like, full on right now how much I really do love basketball because my kid doesn't want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so hard for me. So I went to a Timberwolves game. I know, I know. I've always hated the Timberwolves, but I went because it was a game and I had free tickets. And uh, I mean, this, and Adam, bless him, he's like, it's fine. He'd rather go to a concert any day, right? Yeah. And we're sitting there, This there was the most Minnesotan couple you can imagine that don't you knows were so incredible behind us and they made the funniest comments and the whole game all Adam did was write down word for word what they were saying because it was so funny and I am yelling I am now on Derek Rose's butt about how he was shooting like I turn into this other person really yes yeah. and it's like oh this yeah. is why I want so badly for my kid who's tall and left-handed to be awesome at basketball when he just doesn't give a crap. So it's about me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think any parent, when you recognize, well, this is my stuff. Like I need my kid to be social because I was social and that feels normal. Or Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert. My kid's an introvert. How in the world do I navigate that? Yeah. It's about us usually. It is right. Like that's just the straight up truth. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one from a name I won't say, uh, says this, I have no self-esteem. As a result, I avoid any scenario where I might be rejected socially. I think this is tied to me being obese and the fact that I ponder killing myself when I look in a mirror. Any advice to overcoming this while I try to lose weight? Now, before you answer this one, I just want to say to this person, A, thank you for being so brave about a question that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. And B, I've had tons of interactions with this person online, mainly over, over social media. I'm not sure we've actually met. Maybe we have. Um, always comes across as a very intelligent, well-spoken, nice dude. And so I just want him to know that if he's feeling crappy, my experience with him is that he should feel less crappy because he's he seems kind of awesome to me. But anyway, so Wendy. Given so his- take that really quick right there. Yeah. Perception, self-perception, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the other night, one of my children did not want me to sleep or for some reason. I don't know. They like to torture you when you have children. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he comes to our room and he says, mm, I've just been thinking about perception. I'm like, okay. 
And, you know, it's like catnip for me too, of course, right? He knows I'm going to stay up to talk about this, but perception and how we all have to sort of agree on a reality for it to be what we all agree is real. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then we're like, go take, go to take philosophy classes in college and let me go to bed. Anyway, he's very interested in, in kind of the, the weirdness of all of this. Anyway, one thing we were talking about, and I think it's very relevant here is this idea of your early caregivers are your mirrors in life. So nobody has a sense of how they look until they see a mirror, right? And our very early sense of our value and who we are has a lot to do with those early caregivers and how they looked at us. So not simply, you know, were they smiling and laughing and thinking we were adorable or were they annoyed at us or depressed and closed and angry? And what were those faces? Which again, have everything to do with the parent. And then the problem is that mirror affects how the kid then starts to perceive themselves. Then we actually add real mirrors into our life. And so then we have this perception back of what it looks like. And we know it's very documented that body dysmorphia is, is, is real. And so you could take someone where the rest of us would agree looks lovely. They look in the mirror and they see a monster. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that perception from, you know, traveling from the eyeballs to the, the understanding in the brain can get really warped. So take this person for, for, for instance. So Scott, you just said, Hey, I have this perception of you. It doesn't match the perception he has of himself. Mm. And so why is that? And I'm going to tell you, cause you're not in his head yelling every day that he's not good enough. Like whatever that voice is in his head. Mm-hmm. So the answer, the key, so losing weight's great. Losing weight is healthy. It's about, you know, caring about your body and blah, blah, feeling your best and being strong. But the problem is it's the story that's there before any of the, anything else, the mm. body image it's stuff follows. Yeah. Follows the, uh, uh, original coding, if you want to put it that way. And so it really is changeable, that that early coding, but it takes work. So often we try to fix the outside stuff. Um, and that's why body dysmorphia to me is this is a great example of you could have everything look just right and the whole world could agree. But whatever that core story is, it doesn't matter. It will actually change your vision, right? So if you can't, you've got, if you can, you've got to work on that core story. And often that is related to your family growing up, kind of that, the first mirroring experiences you had. Sometimes your family was just fine and it's early childhood peer relationships. This is why bullying can be so damaging is it starts to morph um, into self-perception and the way I see myself and, you know, and that self-esteem concept. And so that stuff is changeable. It's malleable. It feels like it's not. It feels like the voice in your head is real and that it's true, mm-hmm. but it's not. So Scott, you can come in with, hey, here's a different perspective. And for someone to actually hear that and absorb that means, you know, there has to be room for it. But so often those voices in our head sort of take up any space they can and there's no room for positive. Oh, mine do sometimes. Um, like I have the worst voices. Right. I hate them. They're so loud and obnoxious. I just want to stick a. That's why I put toothpicks in my ear. Everyone wonders, but that's why. I'm trying to just stab them. Um, what? No, you don't know about this. It's a long story. I pick my. I sometimes will pick my ear with a toothpick for no reason. It's not good. Yeah, I feel like I have memories of that when you were a kid. Yeah, I did it when I was young. I did it. You knew about when I put the screwdriver bits in my nose, right? You knew about those. Um. No. Okay, because I still have sinus problems in my right <laughs> right nostril from it. 
where, oh, oh hey, Brian, this is as good a time as any to see if Wendy can tell the difference between. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. If I was oh. to play this and tell you that this is a recording of dad snoring back in the day, okay. would you would you believe me? So here here's the sound. Would you say that sounds like dad a little bit? Uh, no, because people don't snort in and out. Well, no, that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have warned you. That was edited. It was missing a, a breath. Because okay, I yeah, it. yeah. Okay, so Just maybe, to... sure. Okay, it's actually me, and it sounds like dad, and it's freaking me out, and I don't like it. <laughs> so, there's that. Oh, uh, that's Did Kim record you? No, I have this app that's, I'm trying to do better sleep cycle stuff, and this there's an app that checks, uh, records only snoring sounds. And uh, oh. it's a pretty cool, actually. And it catches anytime you snore, the breaths in between. It records them all. It tells you how much total time you snored. If you were to, you know, sp- do it all at once, like was it an hour's worth of snoring spread out through the whole night, that sort of thing. Right. And if you're like gasping for air because you have mm-hmm. apnea and go mm-hmm. call your doctor now. Yeah, it would record, yes. it would record that, uh, the apnea bit. It would record. And thankfully, so far this week, none of that. I haven't had any oh, of that. Good. I just have only used it for a week. But anyway, it's pretty cool. Is it doesn't Kim record... Like- it doesn't it's Kim, like, uh, no duh, dude. <laughs> she, it doesn't even record, like, um, uh, any other sound. So I could, like, oh. I could go, boy, howdy, in the middle of the night, and it wouldn't record it. It only records oh, the so snore. Cool. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. and if I'm yelling, boy, howdy, in the middle of the night, we all have bigger problems. Yeah, oh, jeez. Sorry, that fell off the thing. Okay, uh, next up, we have, oh, my gosh. It's not going well over here on my table. All right, uh, here's one. What is the best way? Uh, this one I can give a name for, because why not? Dave, uh, what's the best way to break a habit or create a new habit? Okay. Well, number one is to observe what you're currently doing. So don't change anything first. Okay. Just gather data. Okay. So my favorite is the old uh, sticky notepad where you just make tick marks or, you know, you do some time mapping here. So for example, so um, a great example of, and this is from a book that I'm forgetting right now, but essentially like, first of all, you just observe, take a week or so and observe, keep track of this, the things that you're doing that you would like to do differently. So for example, say you're thinking, okay, I want to stop snacking on sugary stuff. Yeah. That's the thing I wish I could stop doing. So then you don't do anything different. You just pay attention. And then you keep some data. So that would, yeah, it would look like stuff. every day at two 30, you get up from your desk and you go get a cookie in the cafeteria, at your office. Okay. okay. So right. you, no judgments, you're just observing. So you write it all down and then you kind of, after you have a little data, you can look at it and ask yourself a bunch of questions like, okay, why is it two 30? Now we can all say, Oh, you're tired in the afternoon. Okay. But what else is happening around that? So the example I'm thinking of is a guy gets up from his desk 2.30 every day, goes down to the cafeteria, gets a cookie. He also talked to a bunch of people in the cafeteria. So is he actually going to get a cookie or is he actually going because mm. he wants to connect with people? So mm. once you know that there's more variables than just there's a cookie, shove it in my mouth, often you'll find that there's other needs like you're, you're sleepy and your body, of course, will crave some quick acting energy like sugar. Um, it also may be that you haven't moved in a while and your, your body is craving literally just moving around. Another one might be there's some social or you're bored or something. So anyway, the, the way, like, let's take that habit. For example, you realize every day at two 30, I get up and I get a cookie. I go to the cafeteria. 
what I'm really craving is connection with another coworker. So what I do for the first week is every day at 2.30, a few minutes before my normal amount time, I have a little alarm that will go off and it tells me to get up and walk around. I go get a drink at the water cooler and chat with a coworker. And I can even talk to the coworker beforehand and say, hey, I'm going to do this every day for a week. I hope it doesn't bug you. Is that okay? And they're like, sure, whatever. So then you have a little chat. You go back to your desk. You might have just instantly broken that habit because you were actually meeting the actual needs that were there. So most habits have more to do with an unmet underlying need. We're just doing it in a way that maybe we don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? So data, get clear on what it is you're doing, and then change one variable. And if you can do that for, you know, they always say 30 days, but even if you do it 21 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was for two weeks. Was, uh, two weeks. I was for two weeks was the oh, thing. Oh, really? I always thought it was mm-hmm. three. But uh, I think a month is great. There's this cool concept called the new moon goals. And so what you do is you, whatever calendar you t- normally keep, just have a spot where you can put a little check mark at the end of every day and that you did the thing you wanted to do that day. So maybe it was compliment someone every day. You just have a check mark and you do it for 30 days at the end of 30 days you pick a new goal maybe it's you know don't floss in public you don't floss for 30 <laughs> days in public yeah. right so you can do little things all over the place and it really has the the power the the concept of the new moon goal is that we can't do anything very long very well um and to think i'm gonna lose weight forever is a terrible idea to plan and and these chunks can really be helpful and and sort of bring up all your overall willpower, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's gamifying it a little, which is yeah, yeah, totally. some, something I think I can relate to and like. Um, I'm going to try that with a couple of things. Don't put a go. toothpick in your ear for 30 days. Well, yeah, just keep a little, <laughs> little uh, pad next to your desk, and every time you put a toothpick in your ear, you put a little tick mark. <laughs> right now, there are no toothpicks here, and we don't have new boxes. Gosh, I can't understand why Kim may have heard about what I did to the jambalaya. <laughs> Yeah. And why she hasn't replenished the supply of toothpicks in the house. Gosh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it can't be because I dropped that toothpick into the jambalaya no, and then took it, it out. No, it can't be. can't be at all. That's not it. That's so gross. Uh, it is gross. All right, let's uh, move to this next one. Uh, this is kind of a hard one, but uh, someone in Chicago is asking, how do we cope or how do you cope with anxiety and depression when medication and therapy isn't enough? That's a loaded question. Great because, question. Yeah, because um, how do you know the therapy wasn't enough if it's not the right? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of variables there. But anyway, mm-hmm. what's what do you say there? Okay, so drug and treatment resistant therapy. There's about three to five million Americans it, who have this, um, which is kind of horrifying, actually, um, because what and really there's the reason. The reason is that we have medicine that was developed 30, 40 years ago that isn't even that great. Um, and it does work for some people really well, yay for them, but many it, it, it doesn't work for. And when they say treatment resistant, that means there's two kinds of treatments they've tried that do not work. So it sounds like this guy's done talk therapy and, um, and then antidepressants and those two. So it would put him in this category, likely. Yeah. So there is just now, like within an hour ago, <laughs> a day ago, um, a new approved depression drug. Oh, the ketamine thing. I yeah, the ketamine about. thing. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, it is, it has to be in your home, not in your home, I'm sorry, in the doctor's office. You need to be monitored. This is, you've heard of Special K, which is the drug that is mm-hmm. yeah, so great. That's essentially what this is. Um, but what's amazing, you know, it's, it, 
it's really great. Get some special cake. No, it really is effective. And but it, you know, some of the studies are a little bit mixed, and so they're they're putting it out maybe before they feel like it's a hundred percent perfect. But if it's monitored and you're in the safe, whatever, in theory, it's going to be a great thing. But it just shows you sort of how biologically behind we are with this, as opposed to you know other treatments for other diseases, right? We just haven't a, I mean, stigma has not helped this, of course. Um, but there, you know, you don't go on a 5k run to raise money for pharmaceutical treatment for drug resistant depression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. maybe it's getting better. But I, I do think like the the actual treatment model is just it's behind and they're needing to catch up. So that's one thought. The other thought I was going to say is this is kind of strange. Um, but it's kind of the the extremity of what you might have to do for some things. Okay. So you can look this up if you want, but anyway, it's this guy from, he's originally from China and he, he, he did a Ted talk about this, but then he has this website. It's called hundred days of rejection therapy. And it's so interesting. So, you know, none of us like rejection. None of us like feeling bad or being told we suck or they, no one, someone doesn't want to hire us or whatever. So he does this amazing experiment. He spends 100 days every day making sure someone rejects him. Oh, wow. So this is, we've talked about this before, <laughs> like, this exposure therapy kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the tick marks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for 100 days, but they are amazing. So I'm just going to read a few of them. One, borrow $100 from a stranger. You're going to get rejected. Yeah. Uh, go to a restaurant, ask for a burger refill. <laughs> a burger refill. <laughs> yeah. And then when you go buy donuts, ask for Olympic symbol donuts. You want it in that for, you know, they're going to say no. Or you're going to ask <laughs> to deliver pizza for Domino's just for fun on one day. Brian, or, you're going to laugh at this one. Number 21, or sorry, 20, yeah. 20. Rejection yeah. 20 is have Jeff Probst sing a song to my son. <laughs> <laughs> what the crap? That's really funny. That's really funny. All right. What, what, well, if you get, what if they don't reject? Well, they're like, oh, crap, that stranger just gave me a hundred bucks. All right, cool. Uh, is that the it idea? It and voids the whole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and what he says is that happened to him. That, and, and so let me give the, I, the concept here, which is um, exposure therapy. You do the thing you're so afraid of, right? You do the thing that you think will make you die, but it won't, right? So he, he does this for a hundred days and you know, the way he says it afterwards is it's not that he likes rejection now. It's that he sees how useful it is. And also that it's not as bad as he thinks. So for example, when you asked to borrow a hundred dollars from a stranger, which was the first thing he did, the person looked at him and went, why? Yeah. And the guy's like, uh -huh. and he just ran away. <laughs> and it's because you're so afraid it's the worst when really the person was just going to be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Or, but yeah. was going to have a conversation with you or like, it's not full rejection. It's our fear of a thing. So you take someone who's got depression. They've tried all the things they're supposed to try. I'm not saying there's, you know, go out and practice getting rejected, but maybe there is a version of talking to your therapist about what other exposure kinds of things can I do? What are the things that keep my brain in this particular state? Now, and depression is tricky with this. Anxiety, this works a little easier with. But, um, you know, what are alternative ways for us to do this rather than just me talking in this particular way? Positive psychology is another area we've talked about in the past that maybe um, that could be something you talk to your therapist about, getting a little more 
habitual goodness, meditation, learning how to sort of feel the gratitude, like you're breaking through the ability to feel and not feel. And that is really, really hard. So fortunately, hopefully more medicine comes along that does the trick when your brain just refuses to let your, um, Oh, the chemicals work. I can't think of the chemicals in my brain. Uh, <laughs> I, need, uh, I need some uh, ketamine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Like, it's not dopamine, right? It's yeah, like, it's uh, the, yeah. Well, not dopamine. I'm thinking of um, not endorphins. What is my problem? Serotonin. Thank you. Serotonin. So there's not enough serotonin in his brain. And so there, how do we get more serotonin? Half the time, it's doing a different routine in our life, which is so hard when you can't get out of bed. I mean, there's a lot to this. So yeah, maybe talk to his doctor about this ketamine option. Maybe talk to his therapist about, you know, Google this rejection therapy and just watch this guy. It's amazing. Um, and, and sort of maybe there's some things we haven't thought about doing yet. I think that's, that's what's so hard with depression or anxiety is you lose curiosity. It is literally the victim of these types of, of mental challenges is that you can't be curious or you can't find joy in small things. And so ultimately it's, it's about introducing different stimuli to try to increase the ability to feel. So mm -hmm. feel, 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 feel. That sure is a Utah yeah. word to say. Phil. Phil. Everyone <laughs> says Phil instead of feel here in Utah yeah. because we sure as heck fire. Remember you. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh shoot. The page died. Hold on. Why? Oh, okay. There we go. All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, we get time for one more here. Let's see. Um, how about, uh, okay, here we go. There's a new one. Uh, 25 year old with autism, mostly struggling with how being outdoors and being in social situations is exhausting to me. Not being able to figure out what to do with my life in terms of career and such. Nothing really interests me what to do. So that's a big one, but, mm. but the, you know what we could focus on being outdoors and in social situations. All right. If you want, that's a start. Well, and some of it, it, it depends on sort of the specifics of the diagnosis. Like, is there something about wide spaces? Is there something about um, the sort of sensory experience of being outdoors? Um, what is it about it that is that is problematic? Mm -hmm. um, and and this gets kind of not not the same as the hundred days of rejection, but sort of pinpointing the thing that you can tolerate that that does feel good to you and making sure the base is sort of there and then exploring from there. So my guess is, so you're, you're struggling with sensory issues and you, you watch any movie or go to Instagram and it, it's lots of, look at all the joy everyone's finding from being outside <laughs> or whatever, you know, right. and you're going to tune into that because that doesn't feel good to you. That doesn't make sense to you. And when something doesn't make sense to you, um, it, it has, a, I don't know, more of a power over like, maybe I should be able to do this. Maybe I should go situations. It's better for me because every extrovert in the world is going to tell you that go be with more people, but maybe that really isn't the best thing for you. So what is good for you? And then a little stretching. Does that make sense? So like, for example, maybe it's very soothing to hear the sound of water, um, for you. Find whatever that thing is. What is the thing that's very soothing that is in its natural form? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, go to a place where it has that. Now you're going to have to tolerate maybe there's other people there or, you know, so it's kind of baby stepping 
into the parts that are uncomfortable to make sure you're getting the part that is comfortable. Um, Because in the end, don't go outside or be around a bunch of people if it's not going to benefit your life. But maybe that's ultimately what he's saying is sort of like, there's there's more to do in my life. I don't know what it is. It sounds like an overall not quite sure where he belongs and, and fits in. And that's that's really tricky when everyone else seems to have, I don't know, a map or some idea of how things are working and you don't. Mm-hmm. The, the main thing here is you're not alone, for sure. There's right. lots of people who look like they know what they're doing. Well, um, a follow-up follow from the person who wrote the tweet um, says the, that it's the handling of all of the input, so the stimulus yeah. of all of that, that is so exhausting. Right. Um, I, so I, yeah. I'm not familiar with all of it, but I know they are. There's there's all sorts of at least people trying to invent and create things that that are helpful in certain ways. So, for example, really heavy blankets. Have you guys ever had a really heavy blanket? I have. Listen, Kim bought me for Christmas a 20-pound blanket. Yeah, Yeah. I see those all the time on uh, on Amazon and, you know, Kinja deals and stuff like that. And I always wonder, it's like, would I like something like that? Would I feel really constricted? Because you don't have any sort of claustrophobia, right? No. It doesn't bother me one bit. That would trigger my claustrophobia. And you might get that. It might. It might. But you take someone who, when there's too much stimulus and it's it's like an open vulnerability. I, I mean... I have this memory of you, Scott. We were at Bryce Canyon and it was, it's what, 10,000 feet. It's oh. crazy high. And you got all dizzy and. Yeah, I got super right? altitude sick up there. Yeah, bad. altitude sick. And we were on the edge of like these cliffs. It was not smart. Highest point, <laughs> highest point of Utah. It was the highest point in the oh, entire really? state. Bryce Canyon. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and I just remember thinking, yeah, we probably shouldn't bring certain people up here. And Scott, you being one of a little more sensitive uh, nature, yeah. right? Like it's not, it wasn't great for you, right? So it's take that feeling of being like, I'm on the edge of a cliff and there's not enough oxygen and I'm so exposed. That feeling of like, I'm not safe and this is dangerous. That's like, that's, there's, there's a, at least a relatively similar input of maybe all the time someone with autism or, or uh, the spectrum on the spectrum may feel that vulnerability, physically being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's too hot. It's too cold. There's too much sunlight. It's too bright. It's too dark. Like, you know, when you don't have that diagnosis, there's a lot of filters that are happening yeah. that aren't happening. And so the blanket does this thing of reducing the stimuli to it's, it's like cocooning you and, and that feeling can be incredibly soothing. Oh yeah. I can, I can helpful. attest to this and I don't, I'm not someone who needs it all the time or anything, but when I'm going to read a book or something, there is no, even right now thinking about it sounds so nice. Get that big 20 pound freaking blanket, get on the couch, wrap myself up in that and read my book. Oh, like that sounds amazing right now. That sounds better than anything I could eat or see or do. Like it just sounds incredible. And I remember even as a little kid being bundled up at, uh, like like crazy, you know, almost Christmas story style, like his little brother couldn't put his arms down. Yeah. Like that kind of winter clothing where you'd just be all bundled up and then I I could just sit in a chair and zone out. Oh, I just loved it. So there's something about that with me in particular that is yeah. really great. It may have helped me <laughs> up in that uh, that trip. What was funny is every time we went down, like for the um, uh, the, the stuff, the Shakespeare stuff they were doing, a little festival they had down there. Yeah. Every time we went down outside of there, it would go away. Yeah. Uh, it was literally I was having this hideous reaction to the to the to the extreme altitude. 
Um, and basically taught me that I would never be an Everest guy ever. Not that I was ever heading that way, but you know, I couldn't <laughs> do it. Contention. Yeah. But I, but I really did feel it. And the only other people that seemed to really be effective were like Becky and mom. Um, yeah. and they're, you know, one lives in Arizona and mom's sensitive to everything. So that didn't surprise right. anybody. But I remember the whole time going, gosh, dang it. This freaking sucks. Why do I feel this way? I can't even eat. This is the worst. I felt dizzy and sick the whole time. Get down to the base of the Canyon. I'm like, ah, this is where people live up there. You can't <laughs> live up there. This is normal. But yeah. I wonder if something like that may have been helpful. I know it's helpful now just for a rough day. And Kim got it just on a fluke. She's like, I thought you might like it. And she was right, dude. That blanket is amazing. Like, So so there's that as an example of like, I'm not going to wrap in that blanket and go out to the woods with a bunch of people. Yeah. But maybe, <laughs> maybe. Minnesota, definitely. But you you can, like maybe there's other things. And I don't know, I haven't had time to research this, but are there other things that people have found that help reduce stimuli that, that that's just too much input? So for example, some type of hearing device that mutes um, the sounds a little, I know is a thing that they have done with kids. Um, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, some kind of whatever that it does. I mean, and here's the thing for all no concept of this yourself and just think, Oh, wow, that'd be hard. Or that's strange. We all have this. We just have an extra layer that protects us from it. Mm -hmm. so imagine it's like the layer of skin has been removed and everything feels raw or exposed. everything is just louder or more yeah. exposed. And it's, mm -hmm. it would make all of us go lose our minds. It really would. Yeah. And so for, for anyone on the spectrum learning to deal with that, I know there are medications that can help with some of this, you know, but I think people are, are wising up to the need for stuff. And, um, you know, like this fidget spinner is a perfect example of like this tool that is really helpful for soothing a kid who has particular special needs going on. And then every kid can benefit from it, right? Because it just is soothing. Like, oh, there's something right. about this, right? you know, whatever. So to, to look around and get some, you know, wherever you live, see what services they have for folks with your situation and see what people are doing. Because there's some amazing stuff being developed because the needs are, you know, they're really there. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, that's a great recommendation. And I feel like there's a lot of granularity in terms of people's sensitivities to that sort of thing. So yeah, I think almost everybody could benefit. I mean, everyone loves whatever their creature comforts are. That's kind of what those are, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's, it may be a simple thing for somebody. It's a, it's a warm cup of coffee in the morning on the porch while the sun rises or whatever it is that gets you to that place. Mm -hmm. it, you should pursue that, place. I think. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Like there's no, you shouldn't look at it, it as should, like, oh, I got to rely on this thing. It should be a thing. guilty pleasure. Yeah, it should feel like, you know. It should just be a pleasure. Mm -hmm. There's no right. guilt. There's no guilt. I don't know why I'm doing Seinfeld. I don't <laughs> either, but do say say pleasure again. Pleasure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't say pleasure. My, yeah. dad, my dad <laughs> says right pleasure. I would say pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, but pleasure. Dad, dad always said it's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and toilet. He said he couldn't say toilet. He said Not toilet. Not toilet, but toilet? Toilet. Yeah. We never understood why, and we'd ask, and he'd say, "I'm saying it like I've always said it, and it's just the way it was." But uh, yeah, toilet regionalisms. Regionalisms. No, he didn't say that word, but that's what Wendy's talking. No, about. I'm saying it's regionalisms. <laughs> that are, that are, they're going away because of TV. Everyone talks like they're on TV, and then yeah. when they don't, yeah. No, I was joy. I was watching a documentary this week where this kid came to America when he was seven, and his voice when he left Australia was a very thick Australian accent. And now it's undetectable. And yeah. I feel like that's 
natural, but now we're in, I think we live in a state or a, a, um, a circumstance where everybody is so connected everywhere that you'll start to see, I don't know, I have predictions, but I think in like some number of years, or as dad would say, X number of years, uh, (laughs) we will have some sort of unified, weird, transatlantic, transpacific kind of strange, uh, combined accent that'll be shared in little bits and places all around the place. I don't know. That's that's my that's globalist, fun. my my dirty, rotten, communist, globalist view. Your communist view is that we all have the same accent. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> we speak English. That's dangerous stuff. Better lock me up. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, well uh, Wendy, this is this is kind of a fun way to do this. We'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll put this in the rotation here and there, guys. When we uh, we fill the need, but uh, I hope uh, I hope this helps the handful of you that were looking for these questions. And Wendy, you mentioned to me uh, earlier via text that you had a something coming up, a project or something you wanted to mention on the show. It's not a project. It's my friend. What? Um, this is the nicest lady you'll ever meet. So you know when you move somewhere, at least me, have I have moved many times. And when I move somewhere, you always just sort of, you know, you meet people and they're nice and they're whatever. And then you meet someone who is just like, just different and special. This lady is awesome. Yeah. Her name is Linda. And I'm going to tell you to go to her website right now. Website okay. is www.gominivan.com. <laughs> Gominivan.com. Gominivan.com. And her name's Linda. She's awesome. There's a picture of her holding up the, the back end of her minivan. <laughs> anyway, she's so warm and fantastic. And she, we have lots of conversations about Scandinavia. She's obsessed. So she's yeah. so excited to meet us. Anyway, she's super cool. So as we've got talking, she's Starting this little venture, and I said, you know what? I did this show. I guess only two people listen, but according to you, maybe more. A lot um, more than that, yeah. Yeah, and she is essentially, like, she really is obsessed with her own minivan, but it's not only for minivans. Um, are you on the page, by the way? I'm on the page, the page, yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. who's listening. Okay, so there she is. She's cute. Anyway, and so she's just kind of starting, and I said, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. I am going to talk about it on my show. Um, my brother's show, and we're gonna we're gonna all rate our cars right now. Okay, so everyone go to ratings. Do you see ratings? Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. go to ratings mm-hmm. now. So you can do car trips, auto service, car insurance. I think you can just talk about your own car, don't you? Oh no, you can talk about your car trips. Well, one of them, the the first uh, looks like Linda's own thing is two thousand four Hyundai Odyssey. Is it a Hyundai or a Honda? Honda, isn't it? It's a Honda. But it's nice a, <laughs> Hyundai. Yeah. It should be a Honda. Okay. Yes, Honda Odyssey. So um, which – wait, where are you? Okay. I'm on ratings on – it's on and under car trips. It's the – it looks like it's the earliest and therefore on the bottom most. Oh, got it. Yeah, so car trips. Okay. So uh, just take two seconds, everyone. Write your name. You're look. You don't have to sign up for anything. We just – she just wants <laughs> – this is just what we're going to do. We're going to write down – so you're going to review either your auto service, your car insurance, or a car trip. Okay. And then you guys are going to tell us. So I'm going to write my name. Hello. So I've got Scott. Okay. So I put Scott Johnson. I put my city. Yeah. Uh, which has a bunch of stars next to it. Am I supposed to do anything with those? Oh. You I, I, do you rate it? Oh yeah, it's your rating. Okay. And then I then I rate what I rate. Oh, and then I can choose car trips, auto service, or auto insurance. Or car insurance, yeah. And car, excuse me, car trips is like a trip I took somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think I'll do that. All right. And so everybody in the chat, I just put the link in there. Go rate your car. If you don't have a car, uh, rate your uh, trip in an Uber or something. Just put something yeah. in there. And, uh, the car, and you got to put the name of whatever car you're 
in because she doesn't care. It doesn't have to be minivans. She doesn't care what it is. This is sort of think of it like Angie's list for cars, but for like regular people. Because I don't know if you spent too much try, time trying to buy a new car. You feel like I either have to be a millionaire and fancy or, uh, you know, that's it. So anyway, her idea is really like, you know, good car and ser- services or trips, car insurance, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this in now. Okay, and then we'll submit. You successfully added a new rating, it says. All right, everybody go do that for this because it's fun. Uh, GoMinivan.com and help her collect some cool data. Yeah, Brian, look, yours is already there too. Yeah, see? You have a Kia Soul? I didn't know. I do. See, now you know something new about me. He's rocking the soul, baby. See, we all learned. Okay, I'm going to do mine after because I can't type and also think. I don't know how you guys did that. Type that was impressive. Think. Well, we get pretty good at multitasking, even well, though that's not supposed to be and, possible. And Scott can talk and type at the same time. He just can't talk and spell at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's let's get that straight. That's absolutely true. Uh, well, that's so cool. So that would be nice, everyone. Go do that. She you seems know, she seems very nice. She also looks out. a lot like Misha. Yeah. She looks like her sister. She does. And she's, so she, her, um, her parents uh, are Hmong. She's Hmong. And they were refugees, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. And so she's been raised in Minnesota, big, big uh, sports fan of everything. It's so cool. Anyway, just like she's so interesting. If you ever come to Minnesota, come say hi to me, and then we'll have her tour you. Oh yeah, she I'm gonna, yeah, for sure. Everything we got to do. Yeah, a, she's fantastic. We got to do so. a meetup in there that's not anywhere near winter. Is my yeah? Goal. Let's yeah. do it not right. in winter. Yeah. Oh, we could just meet. Let's just meet in the Mall of America. It's yeah. never oh, winter. That's inside basically the Mall of not winter ever. I know, and there's. Yeah. And I think like a water slide. I don't know. I yeah. So, yeah, it used to be Snoopy's uh, fun camp, but uh, I'm sure it's Hold not. Hold on, before anymore. we let you go, I just realized something you said earlier. You don't like the Timberwolves? Why is that? I don't remember why. Because I was a jazz fan. You can't like, I just, oh. I always hated the Timberwolves when I was like a kid because that was, I don't know why. Like, no, I didn't like the twins either. Like that. No, yeah, I get it. Cause you're, it's the, the North, the Northeast slash Middle West sort of teams always rubbed i think that i think there is something about that that we were raised to have all those guys rub us wrong for some reason yeah well i think too like okay so lakers could be your other favorite team but i hated the broncos sorry like i think it's just i picked colors i don't really know but i have these seated feelings and then i have to work through them because i now live here where two of the teams i didn't like before are so i gotta get like twins to me were like oh garbage whatever but now i'm like I gotta take my boys to Twins games. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to get over this. I would love an, an MLB team locally. That'd be so yeah. much fun. To do. Why don't you do this? We do a meetup here in the summer, and we all go to the game. All right, they have bad hot dogs and stuff. Because I'll do that. I'm into oh, it. I why aren't we getting you out to? Uh, why aren't we getting you out to Vegas in April? Oh, I know. I I was. I looked at flights. That might be really fun, but I'm not exactly yeah. sure. When was it again? April last April weekend of 25th, April 25th, 25th through the 20. Yeah. Seven, basically Thursday seven. afternoon through through Saturday is the is the uh, schedule. Right, and if there's snow on the ground here still, I promise I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. If you did, if you came down there, uh, that'd be people would lose their minds. It'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun. What would I do? Do I just stand around? Oh, I don't make, get it. We'd make no, use we'd of you. We'd work you into the. You'd be part of the thing. Yeah, we'd make oh, use okay. of you. Really, the, the main st- yeah. the main stuff that happens on Saturday, there would be absolutely be a reason for you to be there, and then. But even in all the other stuff, I mean, it's all super chill and relaxed. It's not nerdtacular is a little more focused and stagey and stuff. And this is just yeah. more like, hey, we're having a good time. Bunch of friendly people hanging out. 
but also awesome. here's a live TMS and here's a little game show and here's a whatever. So. Okay. I'll oh, see. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Maybe and we could all road trip together and then re- re- review, review it. Our, on review our road trips on Go Mini Bear. Perfect. <laughs> a therapy weekend, says Obama in the chat room. Nice idea. Yeah. All right. It is. It technically is. Maybe we'll yeah. do that's that. Awesome. <laughs> we'll do all kinds of therapy crap. We get in groups. Now everyone pick a leader. And everyone gets a warm, hot blanket or whatever you're Yeah, whatever makes you feel better. Oh, you know what sounds really good? There's two things I like. Big heavy blanket or really bundled up winter clothes or those hot towels they give you on international flights with the wet, the face towels they bring in. Oh, yeah, or or at sushi restaurants. Yeah, they do that too. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I love a hot, wet towel when I'm like been in a greasy seat for 12 hours or whatever. Oh, man. That is great. Um, speaking of, of flights, um, you know that show that's so funny. Hello. Oh, um, uh, the, the, the Good Place. Thank you. No, Hello. The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah, The Good Place. Um, and, and heaven, when they get to heaven, everyone can smell their favorite smell. <laughs> yeah. And the, the rich British lady. Oh, my gosh. I forgot her name. I don't remember her name. Trelawney. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Um, uh, oh, Tahani. 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 Yeah. Tahani's yeah. like. She's like, what does it smell like to you? And she's like, it smells like closing the curtain from first class to coach. <laughs> <laughs> so I just pictured now that and Scott wiping his face with a hot towel. I would recommend is, you and I, I recommend you and Adam watch, despite this the 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 caustic sounding name, you should watch Shits Creek on uh, Netflix. Oh, oh is it good? It it's is great. so good. Yeah. Uh it's it's uh Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and these, you know, Canadian actors. But actually the whole yeah. show's cr- created by and run by Eugene Levy and his son, Daniel Levy, who's also in it. And it it is the funniest take on like formerly uber uber rich pampered lifestyle to we, we have nothing. Yeah. And now we have to live in this small town and run this crappy motel. On paper, it doesn't. It it's not as good as actual execution. The execution is amazing. It's very very funny. I think you would get a big great. fat kick out of it. That's great. Kim's addicted okay. to that show. It's really good. Anyway, I need me. I need me a new something to laugh at. So. Yeah, that one's very funny and quirky, and you love the characters and Chris Elliott's in it, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Wendy uh, Dunford can be found at Wendy Dunford on Instagram if you want to follow her goings on over there. I know she hasn't posted much lately, but uh, I keep. I know because there's nothing to do in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm just I'm snowbound and I don't know how to get out of it. No, I, I, it'll be more fun. Just give me some time. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, in the meantime, have a great week. Say hi to the family. All right. We'll see you later. See you guys. Bye. See you, Wendy. I don't know how to hang up on her. Let's just do this. <laughs> just remove her from the group. She's removed from the group now. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, reminder, get your tickets. VivaTMSVegas.com. Sounds like Wendy might be there. Yeah. Don't know for sure, but if she tease. is. Yeah, big tease. There's Wendy, a tease there. Wendy was always a bit of a tease. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you can do that. <laughs> so was I, for that matter. And for some reason, I wrote Furt under that. And I don't know why. Hmm. Okay. Just, uh, you know. It's like t- spreadsheet Tourette's. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll just leave okay. that where it is. It's totally fine. Uh, if you're here live for the first time and you're like, man, what about these titles supposedly that I can vote on? Go to frogpants.showbot.tv <laughs> and vote on them now. Do it now. Um, yes. We'll pick a title after the show. And Scott will try to remember what they are when he <laughs> <laughs> does the name. For the show. I screwed up yesterday, but I ended up working it out. It was fine. 
Yes. Uh, support us at patreon.com slash TMS. Your support there literally keeps our lights on. So please support us at patreon.com slash TMS. We had a nice uptick last month. I think the T's uh, were a big hit and continue mm-hmm. to be. So if you're interested in that level and want your own amazing artisanal tea selection coming to you every month, there's a level right there at patreon.com slash TMS. You can even convert to it if you're already near it. Uh, or do it for the first time. Or if you're like, ah, I've only really got a buck for all 16 episodes you do a month. That's cool, too. We'll take that. Uh, and we appreciate it. Thank you guys again. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, go to frogpants.com slash TMS. Uh, there will be a PM tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a PM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a PM. And then I'm going to rush off after the PM and go see Captain Marvel. I'm going to see that on Saturday. She, that's with, how she uh, gets her powers. Oh, you know what? I'm seeing. That's funny. I'm seeing that after the instance on Friday as well. So I'll actually see oh, it before you do. You'll see it before me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter and I, I are going to sneak out. I won't spoil anything, Johnson. I won't spoil a thing. There's, she's a girl. She shoots Zappy mm-hmm. out of her hands. And uh, doesn't like the scrolls. I, I hear that when she wants to summon her power, she goes, Captain Marvel! That's exactly and right. She gets her costume and her powers and That's all exactly that exactly right. Ever since Marvel yep. acquired Captain Caveman, we've been able to uh-huh. use that line. So. <laughs> Thank you for getting that reference. So that'll be tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll go. Uh, I know. I, was, <laughs> I had to make sure to acknowledge it at least so that people knew we weren't crazy. But right. tomorrow right, you'll get the instance. Get I can't believe Scott didn't even recognize that <laughs> Captain Caveman reference. Exactly. So you'll get that tomorrow uh, after the instance. Uh, we'll do the show at about 3.30 Mountain Time. So come on back for that. And uh, new film sack this weekend. All kinds of great entertainment. Yes. So come and taste it all, I guess. Brian, uh, song? You got a song. Song. And, you know, it's it's that it's that abbreviated a request that it's, it's all you're going to really get is uh, Adrian wrote in and said, Please play see his cover of Blackbird. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> so, Adrian, I don't know if it's your birthday. I don't know uh, if you've got anything special going on uh, that you want to talk about, but whatever. I like this song, too. Here's the cool thing. This is from this uh, bizarre Netflix kids TV show called Beat Bugs. Oh, yeah. That's a I've talked about popular this weirdness. one. It's, yeah. It is popular, and it's a bunch of... It's a bunch of bugs learning life lessons and playing some Beatles songs, uh, covers of Beatles songs along the way. They've released three albums of these. And the thing that always makes me laugh about these songs is the weird things they decide to censor. So, you know, the Beatles song, When I'm 64, mm-hmm. when I get older, losing my head many years from now. Um, and it's the very next line. Will you still be sending me a Valentine birthday greetings, bottle of wine? Well, uh, the beat bugs folks apparently don't like that and they decide or the, uh, the Netflix or whoever decided to censor it. So it goes birthday greetings. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. I guess if you say bottle of wine, it's going to promote underage drinking. Yeah. I like that. They hum it though. Instead, instead of trying they to hum replace it. the And words. it's the best part is the fact that they hum it. Yeah. It's basically kid bleep, but I like it's that a lot. Hilarious. By the way, was that, is that uh Ringo is Singing that? Who sings no, that? No, that's a Paul, that's a Paul McCartney. That's a too. McCartney song. Okay. Yeah, that's that's classic sing-songy Paul McCartney mm. and his his style. Yeah. His obladi oblada style. Life will go on. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyway, for this one, they brought in uh, Sia to do the vocals, and they don't censor a word. Uh, from the Beat Bugs season one from 2016, here are Sia and the Beat Bugs with Blackbird. All right, we're going to play that, and we're going to see you tomorrow, and I look forward to it. Take care. Blackbird.
blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Sunken eyes and learn to see how your life. You were only waiting for this moment to be free. Black bird fly. Black bird fly into the light of the dark black night. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Oh, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. You were only waiting for this moment to This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. So are they offended by what they see in the sex shop windows and outside the cinemas? No.